0: podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. Today's topic is my experience with prayer. And those of you who have been listening to all 130 some episodes that we've done so far, we're on a marathon, um, would probably be thinking right now, but Rachel, I thought you didn't like to talk about this. Well, I don't, (laughs) I don't like to talk about it because, um, I'm, I think because I'm afraid and so I'm going to lean into that fear today and I'm going to talk about it. So this is my opinion and my experience with welcoming and being willing to pray, um, So it's true that when I started putting more effort into my prayers and physically getting on my knees um, before bed, beside my bed, that I began to fully embrace the idea of thy will be done, not mine. Before that, I just was kind of saying whatever I was told to say in the program I was I was really taking any suggestions that were given to me because I wanted to stay sober Um, so if that meant that I needed to say the Lord's Prayer I said the Lord's Prayer if I needed to say the Serenity Prayer then I said the Serenity Prayer if I needed to talk to my sponsor or listen to my sponsor talk about Uh, her experience with God and church and all that stuff, then I listened to it. It was all about just willingness. Um, I didn't even need to have a solid understanding of God um, in order for me to start embracing this idea of thy will be done, not mine. I don't, I still don't have a solid understanding of God. And that's the thing about my program is that I can believe whatever I want to believe. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. But it's taken me a long, long time to get past the, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks part. Um, and although I can cont- continue to not be confident in my understanding of my God, I do have a solid understanding of my higher power. And for me, these are two different things. Um, just to reiterate, I've talked about it in the past, my understanding of my higher power or my concept of higher power, to me is a combination of everything outside of me. It's it's people who have passed it's in my life, it's uh, nature, it's my sobriety program, it's you all. You all have become a part of my higher power because my higher power is whatever gives me strength outside of myself. So that includes my concept of God. And I have enough evidence That going from a place of doubt about God and religion to acting as if, which is what I told I'm allowed to do in my sobriety program, I can act as if, which means I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just doing, you know, I don't know who I'm praying to, but I'm just praying. And so... Going from a place of doubt and confusion and lack of confidence, um, about this concept of God to acting as if invited more gratitude, acceptance, and hope into my life. I have evidence of that. I used to be ashamed of saying the word God, and I'll tell you why. So, um, One of the reasons why I have strayed away from talking about this topic in the podcast is because my family members exist on one end of the spectrum to the other on their views of religion. I have always found myself to be somewhere in the middle with a desire to have a relationship with a God of my understanding But unfortunately, being ashamed of that and being embarrassed. So I haven't wanted to talk about it because I don't want my family (laughs) to feel bad, you know. But it's important, I think, that I come clean here because it's a big part of my program. And I feel that I am starting to have Enough self-acceptance to talk about it. So that's that's a win for me today. So my experience with this getting on my knees thing. So I would sit in these sobriety meetings and people would talk about getting on their knees. I got on my knees and I prayed, you know. And I'm like, mm, I'm not doing that. I because I was embarrassed. I was afraid somebody was going to walk in the room when I'm on my knees, you know, like it's something to be shameful of. Like, um, somebody would think I'm crazy. That's, that's what I had learned. That was learned, uh, that, 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 that's something that I, that I began to fear. And one day, I was sitting in a sobriety meeting, and I was sitting with my sponsor, uh, my newer sponsor, who also, so far, both of my sponsors have both have had a very strong relationship with their concept of God, and um, and I just haven't. Um, so I'm sitting with her in a meeting, and I think somebody said something about getting on their knees before bed, and I leaned over to her and I said, you know, I hear people say that all the time, but I really am kind of embarrassed to do that. And she, you know, she's, she's so down to earth. I just love her. And after talking, I thought, you know, I have done this act as if thing for the first, I guess it was probably four, three years of sobriety, something like that at that point. I said, why don't I just try it? Why don't I act as if um, it's going to work? Act as if getting on my knees before bed and praying is going to work. And so that's what I did. I started that night. I started getting on my knees before bed. And it started with me shutting the door to my bedroom, having all the lights off, and really quietly doing it, really quickly and quietly getting on my knees and and expressing my gratitude for being sober. That's what that's how it started. And I and I got it done with really quick just in case one of my kids came in and they're like, "Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> Did you drop something? Are you looking for something?" cuz I was embarrassed. Um that's how it started and I do it every day. I still do it every day. I think there's one once in a blue moon will I uh, forget to do it because I'm so freaking tired or something like that. Um, But even then, if I get in bed and it's like chilly, I'm not going to get right – sometimes I have, get back out of bed and do it, but sometimes I'll just snuggle under my covers and I'll just do it in my head anyway. Um, But in all these days since then – three or four years that I've done it, I've, I've had this, like I said, growing understanding of thy will be done, not mine. And the fact that I'm willing to talk about it is quite a sentiment as to how much I've grown spiritually, not religiously. I say spiritually because I've gained um again the self acceptance the self respect and the self love to not be as fearful of what other people think of me um i actually my daughter one night did walk in this was recently she did walk in and i was on my knees praying and i just kind of looked up at her like hey <laughs> Of course she didn't say anything. I don't think she did. But the truth is that I'm alive. I am alive because I was willing to do whatever it took to get sober. I was willing to act as if. And that meant uh, that I began to build my own conception of my higher power. And within that concept of my higher power is my God. And in my episode, Where Does Hope Come From?, I questioned if hope grows inside of us or if it's something that's given to us, that's handed to us from, from uh, our fellows, you know, or our higher power. And I talked about how at my bottom, as an alcoholic, there was only room for me. And, and I was talking about isolation. I didn't think there was anyone I could invite into my misery, you know, that I couldn't be helped. I talked about how depending on the day and depending on how bad my head symptoms are within my stroke recovery, um, my hope for any sort of recovery or progress sinks into my gut, And I've encountered so many mornings that when I'm coherent enough, you know, when I get to the point of being coherent, meaning not because I've been drinking, I'm sober, but because I'm waking up, you know, it takes me, I'm one of those people, it takes a while to actually uh, go from la-la land into reality when I'm waking up. So at the point where I get coherent enough to remember my condition and my limitations my physical limitations I deflate and what struck me this morning is that I don't have to restrict my big gratitude prayer to that the end of the day you know in the evening I mean I've made it a habit over the past seven years of sobriety, and it took a lot of work, believe me, to attach an action of gratitude, for it, which for me comes in the form of me just simply looking up to the sky or closing my eyes for a hot second and saying thank you to my concept of my higher power or my God. It took work for me to attach this type of action of gratitude to, uh, to when something makes me happy. You know, having that become a habit. Uh, when I smile, when I feel joy, I, I pause and say thank you. And, and it, is a, it is an active gesture. It's a deliberate action that I take Um, because I want to ingrain that feeling of joy and happiness, uh, in my, in my being. I want to create a snapshot and a memory of that feeling of happiness because I need it. I need to be able to reflect on happiness, um, moments of joy, uh, as mu- I need to have as many of those as possible to reflect on in this time of recovery because of these moments that I don't feel like I have a lot of hope. And today I woke up as uh, it, it feeling like I've regressed again. So I've drawn all the shades in the house. Um, and I've committed to a day of listening to audible, listening to maybe some LinkedIn learning courses or some podcasts. Um, I've committed to that because, uh, I, I, just continue to start feeling worse and worse again. So at times like this, I need to be able to reflect on moments of joy. Um, so as often as I can, I try to remember to pause When something makes me smile and say thank you, what this does for me is helps me celebrate joy so that the feeling and the memory is encoded in my brain. I've talked before about how we tend to spend more time marinating in our regrets and sorrow and despair than marinating in happy memories. Um, and because of this, they're harder to pull to the surface. So the more I can encode moments of joy in my brain, the more I can leverage them when I need to cultivate hope. So it makes sense for me that in the mornings, when I'm struggling to inflate my feelings of hope, that I should insert a space for prayer and gratitude. So, I have this card beside my bed that I've mentioned uh, in the past on my episodes that is a part of practicing step 10 in my sobriety program. It's uh, it's before I go to bed taking personal inventory and when I'm wrong, promptly admit it. So this, uh, this card talks about um, where was I selfish dishonest self-seeking where was I afraid and and taking time to really think about that think if I owe an amends to anybody and where can I be of service to others well the card also includes a morning prayer as well and the morning prayer says to direct my thinking for the day away from self-pity dishonesty self-will self-seeking and fear it says to relax and take it easy which is what i'm gonna gonna do today and to free myself from doubt and indecision um, to take action to resolve my problems and the focus is really to be less self-centered and be of service to others of course, in recovery, there is this bit of self-centeredness that we need. Um, that's that's in sobriety and recovering from my stroke. I have to put myself first right now. I have to put my uh, physical and mental health first. Uh, but I'm trying to do this in such a way that I can also be of service to others. And uh, I needed it this morning because I was feeling physically bad and and deflated mentally. So thanks for listening to the Recovery Daily Podcast. Um, If you want to connect with me online, you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit my website, recoverydailypodcast.com. The best way that you can help is to share, like, follow, and comment. If this topic resonated with you, share it with a loved one. Thanks, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.